Hey guys, this is our podcast at the Clemson Foothills Church. We're glad you found us. Join us as we discover what the Bible says about following Jesus, loving God, and serving one another. Feel free to visit our website at clemsonfoothills.com or check out the Clemson Foothills Church YouTube channel. We love learning what God says to us in His Word, and we hope this podcast helps you to do that as well. With all that said, let's dive into the episode for this week. things that I think is helpful helpful for me is we need to think of God Jesus in terms of the name Yahweh okay um, and you may go but that's that's blasphemy no it's his personal name it actually is it means you know it's not he's not just a God he called himself he said my name is Yahweh and that name alone as we talked about the past couple weeks that name alone should inspire faith. It's a personal name that says, I've never been created and I have no end. All right. And what's funny is, is that word gets transliterated down the line. You know what that becomes eventually? Jesus. Isn't that amazing? You're like, what a coincidence, right? How did he do that? Okay. And so anyway, there is so much to that. But when we sing or say hallelujah, it's praise Yahweh. That means above everything else. When we sing it, that's what, that's what that word means, okay? It's nice to know that as we sing it because that's what we're saying. We're not just saying a word. We're going, what does that word mean? We're going, praise Yahweh above all else. There are no other gods. Um, and so just again, hopefully as we're singing songs or reading the Bible or whatever it is, that you think in your mind, you know, there may be a word you don't know, and it's okay to go and look that up. Okay, there is no law against that, all right? So uh, just so you know, you can write it down or ask a question or something like that. Sometimes that happens, but it's easy to sit here and kind of go through and go, oh, everybody must know what that means. So I don't want to be the dumb one to ask a question, right? No, 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 no. We're learning this stuff, okay? Um, So anyway, as we open our Bibles today, um, here's the cool thing about this, about living by faith. We all need more of it. We, We agree with that. It's incredible because it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter because we have fifth graders and sixth graders up and up and up, right? And decades past fifth and sixth grade and all that kind of stuff. And here's the beautiful thing about the Word of God is is your age is not the hindrance to understanding this, okay? It can mean that. So remember last week when we saw that Moses, he didn't waste his life. Man, I bet you there's a lot of us sitting in here right now that we would have said, man, I wish I would have thought about that a lot earlier. Man, I wish I didn't go through the heartache I had to go through before I kind of heard the message of the Bible. So some of you guys, some of you youngsters that are in here, you're going, oh man, Mr. Keith is so boring. And uh, he just doesn't ever make sense and he uses dumb words. And those kind of things. There might just be a little thing. So you know how, you know, I always say most people's attention span is eight seconds. Y'all beat us. Okay, your attention span is way shorter than that. And so, you know, I'm shooting for just a couple of nuggets here that you pick up. And let me tell you, you're going to be way ahead of a lot of us in here just with where you're starting out. So that's fantastic. As we do each week, um, we need to just have some private time, right, and talk to God on our own. And, and I don't know. Again, it's that idea of I hope you aren't going, man, if, unless this is a perfect class, I'm just not going to be fired up for God. <laughs> you know, it's like, man, there's limits, okay? Praying, man, where, where is your heart right now? 
And it may just be, you know, there are certain things you don't want to say out loud because you go, man, if people knew this about me. But isn't it really cool that we can talk to God and He isn't going, I'm so disappointed in you. Mm-hmm. I'm so disappointed in you. He's going, man, I love you. That's great. Talk to me, okay? But we're going to have this time where we each get to pray silently. All right? And please engage in that. Please do that. Please talk to God. Um, we, want to, we want to hear His Word. And we don't want to just hear it for information. Right. We want to hear it and it stir our soul. We want to hear it from His Word and, and that it change. There's something the Holy Spirit just activates something inside of us. So let's take some time to pray and then I'll close us out. We we come to you and we uh, come, man, way more um, haughty than we should for sure, God. Even in our most humble state, uh, Father, we. Uh, we are nothing compared to you. That's right. And we're grateful for that. <laughs> Thanks. It's not about our self-esteem, God. You give us worth that's unimaginable worth. But we can't compete with you, God. And I know we try. And please help us to not. I'm thankful that you're gentle with us, God. I'm thankful that you're patient. I'm thankful that you're encouraging. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for all those things, God, because we need it. We're flawed and messed up. And even when we think we are right on the money, I don't know what you do. I... <laughs> We're falling short. We need you, God. We need your son. We, uh, we just pray, Father, that uh, we will uh, learn how to be poor in spirit more and more every day, more humble, more dependent on you, Father, more faithful in you, more just open our eyes to your grandeur, Father, your amazing qualities uh, that we will walk as Moses walked, God, that he walked like he was following the invisible God. We want to be like that, God. And just thank you. Thank you so much uh, for letting us come here and sing together. And thanks uh, again. We love you. And as we, as we shared earlier, God, we're thankful for Alex and Lindsay and Chris. And, uh, and we're thankful for your kingdom. God, you are the master architect. And uh, we are so grateful uh, that you, uh, we can trust you with our lives and our plan. And, uh, your, and hopefully, God, that we will repent in our plan won't be us, it'll be yours. God, thank you, we love you, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. amen. Um, so you can turn over to Hebrews chapter 11. All right, um, go on and turn over there. Remember last year, or I mean last year, last week, <laughs> I was on vacation for a week, I'm like, remember last year? Uh, so we, we read this little snippet, and you know, what's, you know what's awesome about the Bible is um, you can take a little snippet and you can just start digging into this, okay? Uh, what I love about Hebrews 11 is a little snippet in Hebrews 11, okay? It's telling us a piece of story that already happened years before, okay? So when we read something like, by faith, Moses did this. By faith, Moses went and crossed the Red Sea. When we read those things, we know that those stories were written long, long ago, okay? I want to just reference this. You don't have to turn there, but this is Romans 15, because we are reading in the Old Testament. We're reading some scripture in the Old Testament. Paul wrote, everything that was written in former times was written for our instruction. Isn't that cool? We, We can read the Old Testament, and it's not a bunch of stories that don't mean anything anymore. They're written for our instruction, so that through endurance and encouragement of the scriptures, we may have hope. That's a good thing, okay? I think endurance, I think encouragement of the Scripture is saying, man, you all know what? We need this to keep going. And thank God, 
All of these amazing men and women lived long before Jesus and were wrestling with the things that we wrestle with. And we get to see him mess up, right? We get to see victory. We get to see God's victory. We get to see these things. But remember as we read the Old Testament that this was written for our instruction. There's instruction to be taken from this, all right? But there's encouragement. It gives endurance, all right? So we're here in Hebrews 11.30. And uh, uh, again, as we read this, isn't it easy to read in Hebrews and, um, or read anything? And, you, and something amazing has happened, and we just read through it like it's normal. Yeah. <laughs> All of us are in that boat. We're just like, yeah, okay, been there and done that. Okay? And here's what I'm saying is, I'm not getting on you about that. I think that that's kind of... That is a natural, sinful nature progression, right? Is that we just become less enamored by God over time, right? And that's one of the things we've got to go, hold, hold on a minute. Uh, you mean when, when the Red Sea part, when these amazing things happen, it's okay to stop and go, really? That's unbelievable. See, it's supposed to be that way. Sometimes we get scared. We're like, no, it's supposed to all be believable. No, 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 no. It's supposed to be unbelievable because God is going, no, it's unbelievable because he's the only one that can do it, okay? And so here, this is one of those ones right here, Hebrews 11, verse 30. By faith, by faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after being encircled by the Israelites for seven days. By faith, Rahab the prostitute received the spies in peace and didn't perish with those who disobeyed. She was living in Jericho at the time. Um, Can you stop for a second? I mean, they're going, hold on a minute. If it was the U.S. Army, and we go, hey, some walls collapsed in a city in the Middle East because we ran a bunch of tanks at it, you got no big deal. What's the big deal? Blow those things up. All right? Joshua chapter 6. This is where this story comes from, okay? Joshua chapter 6, and hopefully... If you can't tell the story, I would encourage you to go back and read the story of the conquest of Jericho. You know, because there are times, um, what if you didn't have your Bible on you? Would you not study the Bible with someone? Would you not share the gospel with somebody? Right? But there may be people that we run into, and, the, and this is the story you start with. Can you imagine that? For some reason, you were to go, oh, let, let me tell you this story. Would you have a Bible? I don't have my phone. I don't have a Bible. But I can tell you accurately this story. All right, and it's fascinating as we look at it. Uh, let me get to this first. So this highly technical map. <laughs> okay, I know you're thinking, where does this technology come from? <laughs> okay, um, but anyway, we we got to get an idea of what they're talking about. Okay, uh, give me a little background to Jericho. Okay, give me a little background. What have the Israelites been doing for forty years? Just wandering around. And it's not like they were wandering around the planet, okay? They literally were just walking around the desert. God was waiting for something. He was waiting for those. He was waiting for a generation to die, actually. And you go, wow, that's tough, okay? And then he brings them across the Jordan River. Right there, you should go, he's really there? Well, let's stop there. He, you mean he's, they walked across the river? Really? Like he just, that thing stopped. That puppy stopped and they went through and they even picked up some rocks on the way. Okay? There's the river right there. Okay? There's Jordan River. 
Sea of Galilee, all the way down to the Dead Sea, there's Jericho, right there. Okay. So, the Israelites crossed, here's the promised land. That's what God said, this is the land of my people. That's today in our own map, that's Israel today, right? And so they came across that river. Um, what, what do you know? Let's fill in some gaps, okay, about this story, because you may have gone, I've never heard this story before, Okay. Let's try to tell it a little bit, okay? So, uh, what would, where would you start? Where would you begin if you were going to tell the story of the Israelites encountering this city of Jericho after they crossed over this river? Where would you start? Can you give me something? Yeah. And I think I would start with the spies being sent by Joshua. Mm-hmm. Oh, you go. You go years back. You go. I mean, you got it. Girl, I'm not angry at you. Oh, 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 you're talking about the, oh, okay, I thought you were talking about the spies like 40 years earlier. You're talking about the people went in and they hung out at Rahab's house, right? Yeah, you're going, hey, you want to know some spies went in? That'd be awesome, wouldn't it? That would be the coolest thing. It's like infiltrate. There's like the Navy SEALs of the Old Testament, right? Infiltrate that thing. Okay, and you go in there, and they kind of check it out, and they see what's going on, and and Rahab, she's a prostitute. Okay, and and again, these are the kind of things. Um, again, stop, because he, this this should shake our world. Um, I, I hope that we deconstruct, constantly deconstruct our own thoughts about who should look like they can be a Christian. Okay. I know you agree with that, but I'm just saying it takes work to deconstruct because it's easy to marginalize and look and go, yeah, you know what? God used a prostitute. Um, God used, that, that shouldn't, that, that, there should be a part of it that really challenges us. And our own prejudice, right? And our own decision-making process of who we're going to share our faith with. Okay? And so Rahab was faithful. She's like, I'll hide you. And they told Rahab, then you're going to be the one that we save from this town when it's destroyed. Right? Um, And so then, um, so Israel comes over uh, the river. Well, well, even before that. Rewind. Well, they come over the river. The river is Come most on. likely during the flood season. Yes. After all the melt, the river's coming flowing down. Yes. And God goes, put the brakes on that sucker. Right. And piles up the water so they can come across and they can see it from Jericho. Yeah. So here's what's cool about this, okay? God doesn't really seem to do many things that people could go, oh, man, that would be easy. Like, dude, there was a drought and, you know, the Jordan River dried up to a trickle. That wouldn't take anything to, for people to march across. Isn't it cool that God goes, I'm going to let that puppy flow so fast that no one can stop it but me. That's a great thing, right? I mean, that's one of those things we should go. That is so incredibly what God would do. He waits for the flood to start to do this miracle. It's not like, let's take it easy, okay? Um, so you have that. Wow. This story gets better, doesn't it? I mean, you're going, man, that's incredible. What would you say, Murphy? I would go further back. Oh, my goodness. We, listen, I only have an hour and a half. I know. So, come on. Guys, this is the promised land. We're going into it. We've been wandering. 
boy. And like this story is getting better because now you're going to see God's promise. Yeah. And it's going to go across oh, yeah. crossover. Yeah. Can you imagine the number of people and they're going, man, it's time. We've made it there. I mean, can you imagine in camp? Sitting around and can't remember. They didn't have apartments. They didn't have condos. They didn't. It's not like they went turn on the air conditioner and sat around and watched Netflix and and binge watched anything. They're sitting around going, "Dude, it's here. There's the river right there. The spies are going over. This is it." Okay. And imagine if you were okay. Forty years earlier, um, God said, "All those over twenty, none of those over twenty years old are going to see the promised land." What if you were nineteen? And for 40 years, you were wandering around. All right? Some of you can't even imagine it because you haven't been on earth 40 years. For 40 years, you were camping. For 40 years, you were toting around the tent. For 40 years, you were going around in this environment, and now the day was here. I love that, Murphy, because it's that idea of this is great. This isn't like, oh, dang, here we go. (laughs) What time? I don't know. I'm sleeping in. I don't, you know, it's like, no, no, no. This, we're here. This is it. This is amazing. Just this swell of like, wow. And, and, and Joshua and the people, they're going through the camp and they're telling people, man, get ready. Consecrate yourself. Hey, this is no joke what's about to happen. All right? Isn't that awesome? Boy, what, what an amazing time, okay? So, fantastic story. This is great, okay? Where would you go from there? bring up the stones that they set up so they okay. remember. Boy, that, that's a big theme in the Old Testament, huh? Find things that later on you can remember. Remember we talked about Yahweh Yira, right? Of going, man, the Lord provides. I remember that. Every time I, the Lord provides. But these rocks, they brought these rocks over and they said, when we see them, you got to remember what happened. Because listen, we are prone to forget even a river stopping. Okay, for real. I mean, here's the thing is, is we, we, oh man, if I saw that, I'd be faithful forever. Well, clearly that wasn't the case. Okay, they struggled with their faith and they walked across this river. So yeah, they were like, hey dude, get some stones and pile them over here. And that's just one of those things. I think we need to have more of those in our life. How many of those do you have where you're going, this is here because it's, I remember this. No, 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 don't make an altar, Okay. Like, I come and worship here every day. No, no, no. It's just, dude, I remember that. That was awesome. God was faithful in the flood stages of the river and all this kind of stuff. Fantastic. Let me let Ryan go and then you go. I guess because some of the people were young and hadn't been circumcised, they had to be circumcised. Wow. And so I think they remembered that. <laughs> Boom. Say no more. No commentary needed, right? Wet knives. Right. Not, not they did. Like, not even like a knife, like. You okay. Know, a sharp knife. <laughs> right. Right. out of rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's not what I'm saying. It's funny that you would think they wouldn't forget, but they... They, they wouldn't forget. They, well, they forgot during the 40 years. Right. They didn't circumcise their kids in the desert. They were wondering. I mean, those, it's, it's like, oh, my life... My life's over. I'm not going to see the promised land. I'm going to stop teaching my kids. Yeah. They didn't. I mean, they didn't even circumcise yeah. their own kids, even though that was their that was their covenant. That was yeah. their mark of yeah. their covenant through God through Abraham, and they didn't do it. And wow. Joshua had to do it all over again once they got over on the other side of the river. Yeah. Make your own knives. That's the. That might even be the worst. <laughs> Make your own tool. 
Whew. Mama Mia. That would temper some of the enthusiasm probably, right? But still, you got to think. They're going, let's go. Whoa, man, this is incredible, okay? They get across. Spies have gone over. Jericho knows it's coming. They see him. Here they come. What happens? Um, I don't know. I was just thinking, like, every time I read this story, it just reminds me of how much my ways aren't God's ways because oh goodness, I yes. think this is a story like kind of that's been veggie tale to where it's Woo! kind of lost its like effects yes. because you're like oh yeah I remember that one but um, but it just makes me think of like when he says you're going to march around the city and on the eighth time you're going to blow this trumpet and how if I heard that like what like how is that yeah. how is it going to do anything and even being fearful well they'll god they'll never be intimidated or they'll never see your power just by us marching around and yes. thinking there must be a better way instead yeah. of seeing that yeah. god has made all these things happen in ways that don't make sense to us absolutely anyways. this is so good i mean there can you imagine i mean again i'm kind of thinking and i think it's a good thing man if we're kind of cruising along with the israelites what kind of conversations you'd be having there would be so many. I mean, you want to talk about having some deep conversations around the campfire. You'd go, really? Man, I don't know. I don't know about this. And there's a lot of like, I'm not sure. If, I like Joshua doing all these things because none of this seems like it's going to work. Right? I just had one thing. This is what Jessica was saying. I know not too many years back I was in Morocco for a time and got to go into walled cities, the yes. old Medinas. And the walls are like... 50 feet thick. But that's the walled city. It's, it's it's not a wall like I look at how our house was built and I'm like, really? That's all it's protected Right. But yeah, so to, to see that, to know what you're up against, to know that these walls are you know, so thick and yes. solid stone. And you're yeah. going to walk around with you know, right. lanterns and <laughs> yes. Absolutely. It, 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 would, it would take so much faith. Oh, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Let, let's, let's read here a little bit in, in Joshua chapter 6, um, because I'll tell you, man, uh, fantastic job of that story, and we haven't got to the meat of it yet. Um, I, I will tell you, uh, this, is, this is how you share your faith. Mm-hmm. It's exciting to you, and it's exciting to me. Right, it's exciting, and we feel the excitement of the Hebrews, and we we understand this, and 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 you tell the story not like a like I said a Veggie Tale story, but you don't tell the story like it's just some kind of encyclopedia. Going, man, these are our people. Did you know that? These are our people doing this. You're like, yeah, they're that's awesome. All right, and going, wow, that would have been so cool to be a part of that, to be just a part of that time. Okay, and uh, in verse one of Joshua chapter six. Now Jericho was strongly fortified uh, because of the Israelites. No one left, no one entered, okay? So they had those big old walls and they shut them down, all right? The Lord said to Joshua, look, I've handed Jericho to you. It's king and it's fighting men. I hand them over to you. March around the city with all the men of, the, of war. Circle the city one time. Do this for six days. Have seven priests carry seven rams, horns, trumpets in front of the ark. But on the seventh day, march around the city seven times while the priests blow the trumpets. When there is a prolonged blast of the horn and you hear it sound, have all the people give a shout 
Then the city wall will collapse and the people will advance each man straight ahead. And so they did all this. They told the people, listen, we're going to walk around. Don't say anything. That's, a, that's hard in itself with a group, <laughs> right? Just, just be quiet. God says be quiet. Don't taunt them. Don't do anything. We're going to walk around this city, which I don't know. There's varying views of the size of the city. Some of the things I've read is something along the lines of maybe six acres. Okay, so we're not talking about like walking around the perimeter of Clemson or something like that. But you're walking around and and it should be weird, as Jessica said. And he said, like each day that we're going to take a walk and not say anything. And on the seventh day. We're going to go around it seven times and not say anything. And then as we go around the seventh time, then, then we're going to like blow the horn and we're going to shout and the walls are going to come down. Anybody have a problem with that? <laughs> really? I mean, seriously, think about that. You got to talk about the faith it took. Because if you didn't have faith, you'd be jabbering the whole way. Talking. Okay. But here's the cool thing. They thankfully probably just walked across this river and it gave them a little bit of taste to like, oh, oh yeah, God's real. Okay, we're going to be quiet about this. And the walls fell down and they went in. You want to hear something cool? I want to hear something really neat. I love archaeology. I love that archaeology continues to find things. I love that, okay, because we think that's weird. Walk six times, the seventh time, walk seven times around. To the Canaanites, that wouldn't have been weird. How do we know that? Well, they've excavated these tablets. And there was this kind of well-known kind of epic. All right? And in this epic, it was about this son of a god. All right? And the son of a god, he was born, but all his brothers died. And he was married multiple times, but none of his wives could give him children. And so he didn't have anything to carry on his name. There was no one to carry on his name. And so he pleaded and wailed and cried. And then God said, listen... Go over to this other town and seize the town and you get the queen there and then uh, you'll have a lineage, okay? And so what the king did and was told to do was you don't go after the city and break through it. You walk around it one time a day for six days and you don't say a word. And on the seventh day, you walk around it seven times. Now, here's where the stories diverge. They said the king inside will get so tired of listening to your animals that he'll come out and give you his daughter. Okay? So there's this noise, and he's like, fine, you can have her. Okay? Well, they blow the trumpets here, okay? I mean, this isn't an actual word-for-word kind of translation. But think about it if you were in Jericho. Think about it as a Canaanite. Think about it if you knew that story. Think about that, and you're going, hold on a minute. Because you want to know what? This is about a king... And his lineage. This is about a king. But here's another cool thing about this. Is kings in those days were oftentimes called gods. Okay. So this king in this epic was literally a son of a god. All right. And so can you imagine God going, here's how I'm going to share my faith with the Canaanites. That little story they have of this king that didn't have a lineage and he went and he was told by his dad, who was God, to walk around six times and the seventh time walk around seven times. And then this noise would have him come out and take his daughter. And then he would have this lineage. He's like, we're going to do that. And for seven days, they're going to get the idea of what's going on. There's a new king in town. There's a new king in town, okay? And can you imagine they're going, hold on, are they going to do that? 
Are they, tomorrow they did it, and the next day they did it, and, the, and by the seventh day you're going, hold on. dude, they're going around seven times. This guy thinks, they think they're kings. They're gods. All right? And then it happens. Can you imagine watching that unfold in front of you? And going, wow, this means something, except it means even more. Because, see, the king in the epic, in the story, right, the king got the queen, and then they had this line, okay? The queen came out, and they had this family. Well, it's very interesting because um, there's a lady in this story. It's very important. She was saved in the city, right? Rahab, the prostitute. She was saved in this city from all the others, okay? And who came out of her line? Right. Did, did you know that? Right. Jesus came out of Rahab's lineage. And you're going, hold on. You mean the Israelites marched around like this king and there was the queen. And then you have this in this whole story. And you're going, OK, hey, maybe it was just this huge coincidence. Right. And it, maybe it is. You got that was just a coincidence. You couldn't have done it, except it's so weird. It's so strange. Apparently, coincidence would be fine if it was normal behavior. Like, let's siege the city. Let's build a wall. Let's starve them out, okay? But when it's that specific, you got to go, man, do you think there's anything to that? You think it's not God going, you want to know what? Y'all think you have gods? They aren't gods, all right? Understand, as this promised land was being, really from the beginning of Genesis, God was teaching about himself in light of what the people thought were gods. All of the first 11 chapters of Genesis, well, most of them, of the first 11 chapters of Genesis, is God essentially mocking people's gods and showing he was better. He was superior. He was the God of the sun and the moon and the the greater light and the lesser light and all these kind of things. And he's saying, here, that story that y'all think is really cool. No, 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 no. I am the king. My lineage is going to come through here, and those walls are going to fall down. Okay? And so you got to be, everyone's blown. you got to be blown away by this. You got to go, wow, this is absolutely incredible. Um, And and here's the thing. Uh, As I was reading this over and over and over again, I was going, you know what? Yahweh can. How can I become more faithful? You know what's interesting is, is that at that moment in time, none of those guys knew anything about Rahab's line, they didn't know. They didn't know that down the line Jesus was going to come. They didn't know that what they just did started these events or continued these events that would ultimately lead to the Messiah. They didn't realize that. You ever wonder how many times that happens in mine and your lives? Right? Isn't that incredible? Why? Because Yahweh can. He works generations away. Right? Have you thought about that? That, help, that changes how I make decisions and how we make decisions. Because you know what? I may not see it now. But wow, they didn't see anything about Rahab. I don't know how that wall is going to come down, but it came down. I don't know how that's going to happen, right? But Yahweh can. And I put Yahweh up there for a very specific reason. It's that name. That name should should quicken our pulse a little bit. Yeah, he can, right? Because... Have you ever heard anything that he's told me or you that you would say, that doesn't make sense to live that way? Right? Because to them, at that time, 
This is faith building, victorious. God is doing what he's saying he's doing. And we kind of silently did this. Can you think of anything? Can you think of anything that God asked me and you to do? Or me and you to become? That you go, that doesn't make any sense at all. Praying for those who persecute you. Right. Your, your people won't last long if you are trying to love your enemies, right? That doesn't make sense. Um, it doesn't make sense because it even opposes every feeling inside of me, right? I mean, listen, when there's an enemy, when somebody's wronged us, right? Every feeling inside of us is about pain and retribution and not wanting to pray. This is like, man, you, God, you're telling me to do everything I'm against what I'm feeling, that doesn't make sense, okay? There's psychologists that would say, that's not healthy. All right? And, and man, we got to be really careful because it's really easy to be taken away into the psychology of the world even and go, no, no, it is healthy. It's healthy to like vent. Actually, it's not healthy to vent. And they're learning that. To, isn't that amazing how the mental health industry does catch up even at times? And they go, it's actually not healthy to vent. It makes you angrier. Right? So, yeah. Anything else that God asked you to do? You go, buddy. I don't know about me, but like, Jeremiah to eat food that was cooked on human dung and, um, like, lay on his side for, like, a year or something and, you know, build models and smash them in front of, like, just weird stuff like that that, like, makes no sense. Right. um, I don't know. Yeah. Bizarre. There's Beha- bizarre behavior. Yeah, you go, man, he turned Jeremiah yeah, into a parable, all. right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, object lesson. Juliana. Um, something I was talking to someone this week about was like purity and right. like staying pure before marriage or staying pure in your life. And yes. You know how outside of Christianity that really does not make any sense at all. And mm-hmm. um, this girl I was talking to was like, yeah, why wouldn't you like try to live with your Right. Absolutely. It, it's making, honestly, here's the sad part. It's making less and less sense in the Christian world, too. That, that you got to read some stuff, guys, because here's the truth is that's the big thing now, which is like, dude, what's the big deal? Stop trying to be all weird about this. It's just go along with the world. Right. So, yeah, absolutely. There are some things going, really? Why? That just seems so nitpicky and unnecessary. OK. Yeah. Nitpicky and unnecessary. Like, don't talk as you walk around this six acre city, six acre city. That seems like, really? My God, come on, man. Like, we're doing this every day. Can I not talk to my buddy? <laughs> like, that is so unnecessary. Seriously, it is. I'm like, come on, man. Can you pick up some, I'm something else? But you could, let me tell you, he said don't talk. All right. Anything else that you can think of? Yeah. I'm just thinking this has become a bigger topic at work recently, like the... Like the LGBTQ community, like or plus or whatever's at the end now, like there's this really big confusion as to if God is real and created me this way and He is all powerful, then why do what I feel is wrong? And yeah. being able to like even 
reject or correct or ignore or whatever our own feelings and like intentions or desires or whatever attractions whatever else and mm -hmm. being able to say God didn't make a mistake in that way I don't, mm -hmm. I don't know that's just like an interesting topic where it's like God it even, even when we're created like sinfully and we have sinful urges or things that are not like setting us apart to be holy like God mm -hmm. still calls us even though he gives us those things, still cause us to be different. Yeah, yeah. You think, wow, these are hard things. It's sometimes very complicated things too. I mean, that's the thing is this isn't, following Jesus isn't just a passive thing because there's too many complicated questions, right? There's, it's not good enough just to go, oh, no, that's just sin. But how do we engage a culture and share our faith? And how do we do it in the spirit of Jesus? How do we do that, Right? And so some of these things, man, it just is hard because he's telling me things sometimes that go against my very feelings. And that's really, really tough. Okay? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, very similar is thinking about denying myself, oh self-control, oh loving my neighbor before myself, you know, and as I love myself. And just the idea of <clears throat> saying no to what I feel like I want to do. Yeah. Or saying no, yeah. like... I guess other way you could look at it is making Jesus Lord of my life, you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, living by his decisions to my own. And that sometimes doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. So, um, again, here's where we have to be very mindful um, of God and of us because a lot of times we can think, man, I think this is a really good idea, so God must as well. Let me give you an example, okay? Is we really do... I'm so thankful that our mental health community and psychology, that we have learned so much more, that it has come up, that, that as a church, we've been able to go, wow, you want to know what? There's a whole lot about what Jesus teaches that the mental health industry has on straighter sometimes than we do. I'm really, really, really grateful for that. And we need to be mindful of that, okay? But at the same time, we have to be really careful, too, that we don't continue going passed into these kind of worldly methods, which is, I'll give you like a hot topic, hot button right here, is like self-care. What if we were going about it the exact opposite that God said to do it? Have you ever considered that? Like a lot of times we think we equate self-care with leisure, with like actually not engaging spiritually sometimes with like just taking a break. Okay. What if that was a hindrance rather than a help? What if when you hear things like love your neighbor as yourself, deny yourself and take up your cross daily, what if that was self-care? Wouldn't that be interesting? If God said, I know how I built my people. And in, in, in a focus on just leisure and taking care of you and understand and please don't hear what i'm not saying please hear if that even makes sense don't hear what i'm not saying um, but it, it's the idea of you're going oh see that's okay just you burn out you just get no 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 no. that's not what i'm saying i think though sometimes self-care becomes synonymous with unspiritual okay yeah we've got to unplug We've got to be in the desert sometimes. We've got to be alone. We've got to be alone with God. We have to have those things. You can't constantly be going and going and going. 
But my fear is sometimes is we take self-care to another level of leisure. And, man, now self-care is this, is materialism and all these kind of things. And I think we have to go, hold on a minute. You know what? There's, it's better to give than to receive. That seems very therapeutic to me. It's better to give than to receive. Isn't receiving things, though, kind of like calming? Like, you know, people shower you with gifts and stuff. Oh, this is awesome. It feels so much better. God goes, I built you a different one. You give. It's better. That's pretty amazing. So I think we can agree. Oftentimes God does ask us to do weird things. Be baptized in water. That's weird. Okay? Take up your cross. Follow me. That's weird. Deny yourself. That's weird. All of these things are, right? Going, why on earth would he do that? Why on earth? And I wonder if they had those same conversations in Jericho. Walk, not, obviously not walking around, but like at camp afterwards, right? <laughs> at camp, sitting around going, why? Six more days of this? <clears throat> why is he doing this? And God is going, trust me. Trust me. Trust me with your purity. Trust me. Don't, don't fall into what the world is doing. Trust me in these things. All right? And here's the thing. Here's that little mantra that keeps going through my mind. All right? y- Yahweh can. Yahweh can do things that I don't understand. I-, I wonder if sometimes we've even maybe come to a place where we've not expected the impossible anymore. All right? I-, I wonder if you had, like if you're, uh, hopefully you have like your little by faith prayer book and there's a section in it that says impossible prayers. What does yours look like? Sometimes it's even scary to think about something impossible. To think about it like, like God has become the God who can't bring down the walls. God has become a God who's just, nor- he just does what's normal. Except we read something very different. What does your impossible prayer list look like? Have you spent time praying and thinking about it okay and again an impossible prayer list that isn't about god can give me this job that pays more okay it's not impossible for me to play in the nfl next year that's on my impossible prayer list come on man yeah okay sure i mean god could transform me into whatever trevor lawrence I know you're thinking it already. <laughs> I just thought you say, like, golly, that guy. All right? Jody wasn't thinking. <laughs> he was thinking something else. <laughs> Have you prayed many impossible prayers, okay? And you're going, well, what would that look like, okay? Big picture of the Bible in, like, 30 sec- 20 seconds, okay? Um, sin came into the world, ruined the relationship with God. God then made a plan to save everybody and redeem the world to him to live eternally. That was God's big plan. To redeem humanity's relationship with to reconcile by any means necessary. Okay. Our impossible prayers need to be in line with that. They need to be in line with that. They've gone, man, this is what God was all about. This entire 66 book Bible was about God going to the absolute extreme to reconcile us to him. Have you prayed many impossible prayers lately for people to be reconciled with God? 
I mean impossible prayers. I'm talking about just where you've sat down and you thought, no, that, that, they would never become a disciple. They would never be open. No, no, this group would never be open. This person would never be open. This, have you thought about that? Have you asked God to do the impossible? And just like these guys, well, well, why would it matter? Because Yahweh can. Yahweh can, okay? There's kind of like three phases here that we have to go through, right? There should be the phase in our, in our thinking of, dude, that's impossible. Do you have those people on your mind and your heart? I, I fear that some of us aren't praying for anyone to become disciples. There should be a phase of, that's impossible, don't write it down. <laughs> okay? You have to go through that. It's kind of like go, uh, you know, walk around this wall, dude. Don't even say that out loud. It's impossible, okay? Then there needs to be some obedience. That's impossible, but what if, what if Yahweh can? Then what would that look like in my life? Would it look like a phone call? Would it look like service? Would it look like prayer? Would it look like sharing my faith? Would it look like making friends? It's okay. Yahweh can. It's impossible. Yahweh, you can. Right? I'm going to start marching. And then the third is perseverance. Right? You know, you walk around one time, and we'd be like, dude, why isn't it over? Okay. Two days, nothing. Three days, nothing. When do you stop? When would you stop? Okay, I'm obeying you. I don't know. I don't know if where I'm going there's going to be a Rahab that, that stimulates generations from this. I, I don't know. But, okay, <laughs> what do you want me to do? Okay, that's impossible. But no. Okay, I'm going to go and talk. I'm going to go and live amongst. I'm going to go and share. I'm going to go and serve. I'm going to go and have some hospitality. Right? But when will you stop? Okay. Unfortunately, I think... For me and for all of us, what ends up happening is if we stop at the first part of, I don't really want to think of things that are impossible because I don't want to be let down, then we don't obey. And when we take a shot at it, we pray for like two or three days, and then we see that nothing happens, and then we stop. All right? And that's super frustrating. Super frustrating. Right? And going, okay, when will you stop? What does your list look like? You don't have to write a real list if you don't want. But Yahweh can. And what an amazing story. What an amazing memory to go back and go, you know what? When I think there are things that cannot happen, my own people watch Jericho's walls fall down. And we have the memorial right here. Isn't that awesome? That's incredible. It should kind of get us going. Yahweh can. Yahweh can. He can do this. Don't stop. All right? That's impossible. Obedience, perseverance, okay? Because this is great. This one little section that told this whole story. Um, Man, I hope you can be encouraged by this. Not what we talked about, but this event. Can you be? You should think about that. Can you be?